and we are in the ninth lesson of the spring quarter. This is entitled The Impact of Christian Love. Scripture is 1 John chapter 3 verses 11 through 24. So Lord, we do thank you for your word, which shows us how to live once we believe. And uh, 1 John is uh, encouraging us to continue to believe in Jesus Christ and obey what he has told us and so have fellowship with him. And um, We pray that you'd help us to understand again what you are teaching us and put it into practice. In Jesus' name, amen. So section A is love validates belief. So that's uh, verses 11 through 15 of chapter 3, and uh, let me read that one, starting in verse 11. For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the evil one and slew his brother, and for what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life, because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Okay, so this section has another one of these very challenging verses in it. But verse 11, For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. So, when you say love somebody, what does that mean? Yeah, I think the best definition of love is First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Paul tells you this is what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Does not take into account a wrong suffered does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and it never fails. So that is love. And that is to be our attitude to other believers. And we're not always that way, are we? <laughs> but that's our goal, is to be that way. Yeah, to be that way. And, you know, as we submit to the Lord, then we become more like that. So verse 12, verse 11, John says that we should love one another, and then he gives a negative example. The negative example is Cain. And then he says this, who is of the evil one and slew his brother, so... If you just read about somebody's life, you can't really tell if they are of the evil one or a believer. 
And, you know, here, because Scripture tells us, we know that Cain was an unbeliever. He was of the evil one, because Scripture tells us. And when Scripture tells you something that can be trusted, Cain was aligned with the devil. He will be found in the lake of fire. But what about Lot? Remember Lot? Now let's look a little bit at, at Lot's life and see if you can recognize if Lot is a believer or not. So you go to Genesis 19 and verse 8. Lot was in Sodom, living in Sodom. To, he thought they were men. Came into Sodom. He offered them a place to stay. They were actually angels, because the Bible tells us they were angels. While they were there at night, the whole town came and wanted these two men for homosexual rape. And Lot was defending these two men. So in Genesis 19, verse 8, he says, Now behold, I have two daughters who have not had relations with man. Please let me bring them out to you and do to them whatever you like. Only do nothing to these men inasmuch as they have come under the shelter of my roof. And the daughters weren't? Right, so Lot, in order to be hospitable, was offering his two daughters for rape to this homosexual mob. Yeah. Now, does that sound like the work of a believer? Yes. Not really, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is later, and so the angels rescue Lot. He comes out from Sodom. Sodom is destroyed, and they're living in the mountains. So it's these two daughters that he was willing to throw out to the mob, and him living in the mountains. The two daughters were concerned that there was no one to give them children. So, this is Genesis 19, verses 31 and 32. Then the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man on earth to come into us after the manner of the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and let us lie with him, that we may preserve our family through our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she arose. The next day, he, they did the same thing, and the younger daughter slept with their dad. And from and the, the two girls got pregnant, and the elder daughter had Moab, and the younger daughter had Ammon. And so started two nations that were perennial enemies of Israel. Okay, so now does that sound like the activities of a believer. It does not. Okay, but then we go to Second Peter, chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, and it talks about God rescuing people. It says, And if he rescued righteous Lot, oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled men, for by what he saw, and heard that righteous man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds. 
Then the the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. So we know from that passage that Lot was a believer because he's categorized as a righteous man. No, we we can't. Um, Because salvation from hell comes through belief alone. It does not come from your activity. And, uh, but this whole book of 1 John is encouraging people who have believed and have been saved from their sins to act like what they are. See, Lot was not acting like what he was. He was acting like the people of Sodom who are unsaved. Yes, we are to separate from certain people. Right, he was drunk to the point of not knowing that he was having sex with his daughters. That's yes, that's why drunkenness is a sin <laughs> because it can lead to other sins. Well, it's a sin all by itself. But <clears throat> so Cain will be in the lake of fire, but Lot will be in the New Jerusalem with us. Okay, now he will probably not have a lot of rewards. Right, Because your activity is what determines your rewards, your submission to what the Lord tells you to do. But he will be there. So, and then it says, why did Cain slay Abel? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous, and so Cain's pride was injured. You know, Cain probably worked hard for the stuff he brought to the Lord. And uh, he brought all this great grain and whatever, you know. It was uh, stuff he'd grown. But it was not the blood sacrifice, which the Lord had showed his parents. This is required, a killed animal. And that's how he covered Adam and Eve's sin. So he didn't do what the Lord wanted. And the Lord said he's not going to accept that. So Cain slayed Abel because he was jealous. His pride was hurt, and instead of doing the right thing, he killed him. So for anyone to be saved, their pride has to be set aside. Because, you know, I mean, the gospel is so easy. It's like, what? You know, you want to have to do something. That's why legalism is so popular. Legalism is popular because our flesh wants to be proud of something. And the Lord has made it such that salvation uh, opposes boasting. So Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, it talks about how we get saved. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, And again, this is the salvation, not the faith. Okay, I messed myself up. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So you just have to tell the Lord, okay, yes, sir, (laughs) I'll take it. You know, you just have to believe. And that does not, you know, if you do nothing, then you can't boast about anything. 
So our salvation requires absolutely nothing to you except to say thank you. Yes, I will take it. And Cain was offered that. He could have, you know, the Lord said, if you do well, you know, everything will be okay. Which means turn around, get a little lamb, kill it, and offer that to me. No, he wouldn't do it. And we learn here that he chose Satan's way. Cain chose Satan's way over God's way. So verse 13, Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. So we go from loving one another to having the world hate, it, hate us in uh, two verses. So yeah, First John chapter 3, verse 13, he goes from saying, Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. So this is a promise from God, and it's one that we don't like to consider. But it is just as true as the other promises that he gives us. He has promised us this. Okay, this is 2 Timothy 3.12. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So as you... Remember, when you accept the Lord, you are immediately put into a war, a spiritual war. Before you believe in Christ, you're just kind of cannon fodder for Satan. You're just laying there in his bin. And you think you're doing your own thing, but you're doing his thing. And uh, But when you believe, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes in, and the Holy Spirit says, oh, things need to change. And he's urging you to do that, and Satan will try to stop you. Because if you obey, you become an, his enemy. You become Satan's enemy. And you mess him up, and he doesn't like it. So, <clears throat> also in the Upper Room Discourse, Jesus says, If the world hates you, don't be surprised the world hated me before it hated you. And it's because of this spiritual war, which has been going on since Genesis 3.15, when God promised to Satan that he would send a seed of a woman who would crush his head. And we are part of that war when we accept the Lord. And that is why when you desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, it impedes Satan and you will be persecuted by his followers. Genesis 3.15. That's the first mention of the gospel. Yeah, Satan knows us. He's a smart cookie. And he watches... He doesn't know us like God does. He can't read our mind and things like that. But he knows human history, and he knows the things that trip us up. And he is very uh, skilled at using those against us. And that's why we put on the full armor of God when we get up every morning. So verse 14 of First John chapter 3. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. See, the Holy Spirit gives you love for other believers. The Holy Spirit within you 
gives you love with other believers. And it's interesting. You go to other towns, you go to church, you know, there's kind of a camaraderie when you go there, you know, because you have the Spirit too. They have the Spirit. You have the Spirit. And it's um, it's very interesting. So he who does not love abides in death. Um, and that is possible for the believer to do. It is possible for the believer to not, if you don't submit to the Holy Spirit, and you hate, which is what Cain did, and it's possible.